May the light of truth, love, and understanding guide this reading. Well, I want to pick up where I left off last time and in, in coming into this discussion now of Saturn and Neptune with one another for here in 2016. But I also wanted to make the point that we had these three sort of divisions of the planets, the, the outer evolutionary long wave phenomena of, of Uranus and Neptune and Pluto, and then this mid wave, these crystallizing energies interfacing with these longer energies, the long wave energies of Saturn to Uranus, of Saturn to Neptune and Saturn to Pluto. And we're going to specifically look at Saturn, Neptune, in, in this t broadcast. But there's also the shorter wave, not that it's that short, uh, but alignments of Jupiter with all these four planets as well. Jupiter to Saturn, which is a very primal indicator of growth and development. And, and Jupiter is that planet. It deals with our beliefs and our truths, the meaningfulness of life, uh, and what guides our intentions and motivations. And so it, it in fact interfaces with these four other planets, Jupiter to Saturn. It's how our beliefs and truths uh, find order and meaning and manifestation in the world. And then Jupiter to Uranus is how beliefs and truths and interface with our needs for freer minds, or it's about meaning and liberation. And then Jupiter to Neptune is again looking at our beliefs and truths and how that interfaces with universal love or our sense of meaning and oneness in the world. And finally, Jupiter to Pluto, when, we, when they line up with each other, we're looking at how that interfacing takes place between, again, our beliefs or truths or meanings in our life and the nature of our understanding of will and sacred space. So this provides sort of a, a shorter wave phenomena of growth energies and tends to be more easier to handle in most cases than the mid-wave Saturn crystallizing energies, which are known for being more, uh, causing more some more pain and adjustment than these shorter wave uh, growth energies. But all have their challenges associated with them and their opportunities. And so we should take them all in that regard that there is no good or bad aspect or good or bad thing happening. It all depends on the level of understanding. And so any one person or any one culture could be facing a great challenge and rise to that challenge and take what would be seen as being a negative event or negative circumstance and rise to a much level higher level of operating with that impetus, with that elicitation of higher spiritual calling. And some very seemingly innocuous and beautiful aspect can be overdone, and a person could say something that is very beneficial, and by going too far too much with it, make it something that actually turns out to be somewhat negative. Um, so there's no such thing, really, as negative and positive here. <laughs> We're talking about, does it serve the interests of spirit and our essential growth and understanding, or are we degenerating or reversing our path? and growth, whether from good or for, or for more challenging aspects and interfacing of these planetary bodies. So with that understanding in place, let's look now at what is happening for us this year. This year, the principal alignment that has been actually building in since the fall of 2000 and, and, six, and 15, and moving here through until the fall here of 2016, is the planet Saturn, the planet of order, structure, institutionalization, authority, lining up with the planet Neptune, the planet that rules dreams and vision and the imagination of our powers of inspiration. Now, this alignment of Saturn and Neptune is a regular one. It's a, it's a, it's a 36 year long cycle running from what's called a conjunction when they're in the same part of space, what's what like a new moon, then running to the full moon, which happens you know, uh, roughly 18 years later. It's an elliptical orbit. You have to understand 
understand that uh, no planetary alignment is exact in terms of a, an exact cycle moment in that these planets do not form a perfect circle going around the sun or with one another, therefore, they form elliptical orbits. And so they sort of speed up and slow down as they move in and out of their alignment to the sun in, in their circuit around the sun, which is not a perfect circle. Um, but roughly speaking, we, have, we, we can certainly look and observe and see what these cycles are, and we sort of get these averages. But certainly, um, the, what we are encountering now in, in 2015 to 16 is the product of what was instilled in 1989 at the new moon, so to speak, of the Saturn and Neptune conjunction taking place then, which led then to its waxing uh, phase when Saturn has now uh, Jupiter, uh, Saturn has pulled one quarter of the way around its cycle with Neptune, and now is 90 degrees away from it. That's called a first quarter square. It's what we would call a half moon astrologically, or what people look at the moon and say it's a half moon. That was happening in 1998. It came to its opposition when Saturn and Neptune are on either side of the Earth, basically, and um, we can look either way and see them on opposite points in space for us. And that occurred in 19 in 2006 and 2007. And and the the final phase is what we are now encountering: the waning square as Saturn now is catching back up to Neptune, um, and it's again 90 degrees away. And that's happening here from 2015 to 16. Now, what is striking about this? We can look at these things in terms of spiritual lessons and energies, or we can look like, look like quite physically and concretely at how these things have played out in time in looking at, at history and what has happened. And if we look at what happened in 1989, well, that was the conjunction that formed, uh, and one of the keynotes of that period was the end of what was called the Soviet Empire, the end of the communist experiment, was coming about at that point. And what's striking about that is we go back in history, um, the previous two times Saturn aligned with Neptune was 1952 53, which was really when the Cold War was really getting going. And of course, in 1917 was the date of the beginning of the USSR, uh, the, the Russian Revolution. And so this Saturn-Neptune alignment had a very strong role to play in this evolution of this notion of an idealized society, Neptunian, and the issue of authority and structure and how it manifests in the world in that form. And so we have 1917, we have 1952-53, and then 1989. So we're in, a, again, a new world order. A new tone has been struck between the need for structure and order and systemization of Saturn and how that's infused and guided by a certain vision or dream about universality and really, of course, with Neptune, it's about how we show our love for one another and manifest that and articulate that to one another. Um, the waxing square then was 1998, and that was when Russia almost collapsed, literally, and it was the rise of our the president of, now of, of Russia, Putin. Uh, he came into power then, uh, and many other things were happening. And we get to 2006 and seven. well, that was when the asset inflation, the mortgage crisis really began to hit, and in Florida and California, the mortgage crisis was well on its way, and often we deal with Saturn and Neptune looking at it in a financial and monetary way, as dealing with um, real values, Saturn, and, and what we dream and fantasize or hope for, Neptune. And often there are these correlations also with Saturn and Neptune in terms of debts and debt cycling. And so they have a very strong impact upon the economy. And often when one thing happens in one moment, then you look ahead to the next moment in that cycle and we're sort of seeing the consequences of that. So in a way, something was 
planted in 89 regarding the debt mortgage crises that would then come about that then began to really take off in 98, which certainly was happening in terms of the U.S. economy. And then we come to the crisis and things falling apart in 2006 and 7. And so what we're now faced with here in 2015-16, just looking at that historical analogy, is that we are again now looking at the consequences of what di what did or was not done in the great financial crisis of 2006-7 on into 8 and 9, that have we taken care of our, our house of cards? Have we bit, bit, built better structures? Uh, do people have faith in the system or not? And again, since it's a square, we're, obviously our faith is being tested because squares, these more challenging aspects, are times when things are not interfacing as well, when there is a sort of a schism or disconnect that's taking place between one thing and another is what we're all encountering. Since it's the waning square, the challenge that we're faced with in a waning square as opposed to a waxing square is a letting go in order to rise into our greater awareness. When it's a building square, we've started something, and then the waxing square, you want to sort of concretize and physicalize and structure something more. But at the other end of this transition, which we are at now in 2015-16, it is more of a time of, in order to keep growing and developing, we have to challenge our presumptions and understanding and rise to a new level of understanding that we're getting in the way of ourselves of seeing the truth. And again, what happens with Saturn and Neptune is that becomes very tricky indeed. Saturn is moving through Sagittarius now, the sign of law and truth and principles, while Neptune's mo moving through its very own sign of Pisces, the sign of dreams and imagination and vision. And so we can see what is happening in the world on the planet right now in very big terms. Is that it's, a, it's a very large question for many people, what is really truth? And, and what are people perceiving? And there are, we need to have what, what is needed in order for people to relate one to another, both in, within countries and cultures and between countries and cultures, certainly, is have to some basic principles that we agree upon that sort of uh, articulate our understanding of the world. Because if we're going to act towards one another in a meaningful context, we have to understand what is driving that person to act this way versus that way and how should I respond to them so we can meet each other in some kind of common space of understanding and a commonly accepted structure. Right now that's not happening. And so people are looking at different realities and, and making, uh, making different conclusions as to what is right or proper or true. So we'll take a look more at that perhaps in the next podcast coming up very shortly. Uh, thank you very much, and I'll talk to you soon.